far north took. This is episode 16, April 9th, 2016, with your host, Midtoker. Thank you all for listening. Today is a different kind of day. I am trying a morning podcast, and I don't even know what's going to happen here, because I am in the middle of... I know uh, Chief Keefe told me not to um, review his product before he gave me the Super Dank. But um, I'm feeling like this is going to be a good one. So this is just a little test run. This is not the official Chief Keefe dankery review. That is to come later. But what I intend on doing today, I ate one of his brownies, one of his medible brownies, um, about an hour ago. Normally it takes me about, in all my experience of edibles, three hours, really three hours. I'm sitting there going, okay, now I feel it. Um, about a half hour in, I can feel this in my head. And granted, I am um, token on some Sensi Star this morning as well. But this is this is the brownie. Um, started in the head. It's moving down the shoulders. Um, my eyes are um, hard to open. Uh, it's a good morning. Good morning, uh, wake and bake. I got my... Azul pottery here. I'm not token on it out of the cup, but definitely enjoying the coffee. I'm looking over at a tutti frutti um, crispy that I will be enjoying in a little bit. I'm going to be going for super dankery uh, experience this morning. Mmm. Good coffee. Now, um, so what I what I'll do I'll. I'll maybe talk a little bit here and then um, cut out and then I'll come back in maybe an hour and check in and see how things are going. I hope I get to um, True Dank and their um, conditional use permit today um, just to basically talk about it before I check out first. Um, planning Commission this week, uh, Tuesday it went 7-2. It was interesting. The two that were against it this week were for it last planning commission. Maybe just had to do with the zoning of where things were. Last one was out in Salcha. This one is in uh, South Cushman. Second permit uh, that they've had to um, uh, approve. It's going to be a 4,000 square foot um, cultivating warehouse. They are going to be putting a retail, and that that seemed to be the biggest issue about the night. Everyone didn't want them to be selling, but that that was already settled. So, just a, a reminder and a clarification: this is a conditional use for the grow operation. The retail store has already been permitted. Uh, it is a permit process over the counter by staff. Uh, the reason the assembly chose to make a retail store in the general commercial. A zoning permit is because this zone, General Commercial, allows bars, liquor stores, and craft distilleries all with a zoning permit. So as part of the zoning um, ordinance process, we looked at similar uses in the zones and uh, assigned an appropriate permit process comparable in general with alcohol or other uses 
within that zone. And so this is a general commercial zone, and while it abuts a multifamily zone and other zones that have residences in them, this is a commercial zone. I think what we're going to have to talk about is um, rezoning things, uh, really. Thing, you have a lot of freedom right now, and um, I think you just have to go. You have a lot of freedom to do what you want on your property. But when people next to you are doing things you don't like, it, it's hard. Um, it's the hardest thing about liberty, giving other people liberty. Um, the, the retail shop's going to be there. And they weren't allowed to talk about the retail shop. That was kind of the funny thing. That this big, giant retail shop elephant sitting in the room. I wish I could draw well because um, that would be a great political cartoon, local political cartoon of that experience. That's what I. That's what I thought. I heard the testimony was. That's what I understood too. But that, that's a separate issue. Well, it's, it's, it's a combination of you know what comes first, egg or the chicken like type situation. You know, we're talking about just the growing facility. Well, that's what I'm responding to. If I mean, I'm not being contrary to you. Please understand that. Okay, I'm just trying to answer your question. Your question. Well, right? if people can't come in and buy it, and they certainly can't get it from this growth facility and go out on the street and sell it or anything. Well, but they can grow it and sell it out of the retail once he gets to that form. Isn't that true? It's true, but we're not talking about the retail. But, okay, but I'm just merely stating we don't have to be blind. If he's selling it, he, I mean, if he's growing it, their chances are he might want to sell it in the future. I think, I think that's a separate issue. Um, we had an Aragon quote coming in where... Um, he was fully against it because of this housing first sitting right there. And One of the comments that was received, one of the only comments that was received was from the chief of police who was concerned about the housing first unit across the street. Um, have you or will you address that in your business plan um, to protect the community that's around, or is that a concern for you? Are we talking about the cultivation, conditional use hearing, or the um, I guess it's just the facility, um, in, in the nature of the facility, in the nature of the residents across the street. Well, that's what our security systems and, um, you know, I guess, you know, we'll have a security system and lighting so we can keep an eye on what's going on out there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, traffic going actually through there, pedestrian and whatnot, and with, uh, you know, hoping to be able to keep all of that cleared out essentially because now the building's vacant as it stands so there's a lot of vacant action going on around there and we'll be able to get rid of a lot of that because it's an active you know, business so i see on the on the diagram here on the photo here that there are some windows um i will how will you protect yeah those are going to get boarded up yes okay um, just last one. So you made a comment about boarding up the windows. Do you, do you mean taking the windows out and putting the original siding on the building? Or? No, that's actually concrete at this point. But yeah, I mean, I picture pull the windows out, putting boarding, and actually, you know, trying to make them disappear essentially. <laughs> siding, something siding that's, to something that's appropriate rather than yes. just say. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I guess I should rephrase that. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll just be boarded up. Uh, well, we'll see. I can feel my head right now spinning, talking about all this. Uh, let me, um, I'm going to let, I'm going to let the dankery set in Chief Keefe set in a little bit more, but I, I can feel it coming out, but I'm sure, I just wanted to make sure that we touched on True Dank. 
I will definitely be back to that. Good, good amount of stuff to talk about. Let's um, let's go off on a quick little talk here of um, Sensi Star. Alright, I'll be back in uh, an hour. I was sitting on a couch, I would be part of the couch. Um, I'm just sitting at my computer. Uh, I close my eyes, it would be great to be listening to music right now. I know it. Um, what else? It's great. Feels great. All the way down to the toes. I can, if I'm opening my eyes, it's that's normally a good sign of mine. I always look for that. I look for that uh, being able to open my eyes. If I cannot open my eyes, I know I am feeling that way kind of now. So, from past experience, three hours for me is normally when I'm going. Ooh, okay. Um, I honestly, I think, believe I was feeling this about an hour. Like I said, we are two and a half going on two and a half in I'm gonna go in for tutti frutti now again thanks for to Chief Keefe's Dankery and this very good treat oh, um, first of all textured nice little round ball in a nice little paper candy wrap presentation beautiful color choice, just just the green wrap with the green crispies in there, smells great, uh, the first bite, mmm, still soft, chewy, it has a taste, dude, who's that, I don't know, Use can butter not he's got that. Mm. I think he made it in coconut oil. Whatever it is on there makes this thing taste so good. get back talking about true dank so got there just a touch late and borough planning commission was uh, speaking to what they were going to be doing um, their presentation they were, uh, were approving everything that true dank was saying they wanted to do as their conditional use permit 
I for one say they do, the planning commission does a, not planning commission, but the planning and zoning department. Christine Nelson, and I'm sorry, I do not know the name of the person presenting. Um, made it very interesting, though, listening to him present things. Um, I'll give you a taste of that soon. I'll, I'll go back and edit things back through and put them in. You enjoy listening to this man talk. Uh, sometimes I was looking around at people going, did you hear what he said? The 500-foot buffer map provided by the applicant highlights three FNSB-sensitive uses in the, in the proximity. In this diagram, the black circle shows the 500-foot boundary. The orange shows the property, which is 1550 Kushman Street. On this, on the west side, we have a daycare. It's a state-registered daycare, Little Thinkers Home Care, which is approximately 154 feet away. And the code requires only 100 feet. On the east side, we have two churches, which are shown in yellow. Again, the FNSB code requires them to be at least 100 feet, and they are clearly more than 100 feet away. Um, no, it, it, it was entertaining. Um, but to get back to the point of their presentation, they do it. They do all the work for the appliers. They do a very good job covering everything they need to. So when it came time for Travis Frazier to present, he had nothing to say, which was a good strategy. He just said, I'm going to answer your questions. Nothing to say. I'll give us this presentation. Uh, again, state the name and your address for the record, if you would. Travis Frazier, 908 Minute, Fairbanks, Alaska. You have 25 minutes. Well, I guess I'd like to answer those questions. I guess people, those questions that were brought up, I guess we start with that first. I didn't know them all, so now it's your turn to ask me, I suppose. <laughs> like, for instance, uh, I believe the parking issue came up, and, uh, the reason that is, is, you know, it's been used, the existing parking's been used for years, but apparently, and people have backed out into 16th and headed out of there, but due to borough regulations, that doesn't meet their requirements apparently now, so we had to go with plan B, which was to go around to uh, the vacant lot to meet the parking. And if, I think if anybody's using that parking over there, it's private property owned by someone else. So I'm pretty sure that'd be considered, you know, I don't think I have to worry about if someone else is using parking that's not for them. Um, <laughs> you know. And propane tank, uh, obviously I'm not going to set the propane tank on the fuel tank. There's room there between the two. And it was short notice. I had the fire chief and all of them. I wasn't going to go with it because of the complications that may arise. But after talking with the building inspectors that showed up, they felt like it was feasible and, uh, you know, it would meet their requirements as long as I did it based on how they wanted it, essentially. You're basically wanting us to ask you questions now, is yeah. that right? Yeah, I mean... Oh, is there a lease provided in the packet for the project? Is there? Yes. 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 Is it a long-term lease? Yes. I believe my real three-year lease at this point. And then obviously we'll be looking for better situations, you know, down the road. 
it was kind of, I assumed I had parking there, and then after dealing with the borough over, you know, <laughs> a month or so, we come to conclude that that parking was not going to meet their requirements, so we had to go to plan. <laughs> well, your lot is very limited, so what would be the alternative? Oh, uh, there's the property across the street, uh, points there. I mean, I don't know. Those are things that I was going to look on down the road once we got past this point. So you have a three-year lease to get yes. on parking. Yes, and obviously we're working to make sure that uh, that can't be pulled out from under the situation. <laughs> so that would leave me with a problem. Uh, Wendy Pressler? Um, it says in one of your, I think it's maybe in your application package, that the waste material would be stored in a room in the upstairs of the building. Um do you have a plan for the... Yeah, there won't be much waste. Essentially, the only waste we'll have is stems and uh, root material. And after going over some regulations, what will they, we have to store it for a certain amount of time. It has to be weighed, tracked, and then disposed of. So, so we have to store it for a, a small amount of time due to regulations. I, just an additional question about that. What concerned me was, um, I know, like, when they cut hay, for instance, and roll it into the oil, it generates heat and can catch on fire. Is that a, a similar situation, or is it? are we not talking about that much material? Yeah, it's very limited. Most of, most of, almost all of it will be um, sent to someone that is capable of processing it into uh, cannabis oil. So there will be a very limited amount. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you mentioned uh, that you, I mean, it's, you've got the zoning permit for the retail spot, and you're doing the cultivation, and you're going to send it away for processing and come back. Will, are there any future plans or thoughts towards having the processing on this site as well? Yes, there are, but I feel like my hands are full with just this right here right now. <laughs> oh, and uh, the second question I had, uh, it was discussed that there you'll use some existing alarm systems in addition to cameras that you have there. Can you talk about what the existing alarm systems are? And again, if there are any thoughts towards uh, updating them or uh, changing what's existing. Um, well, right now, I'm actually, I'm not sure what's existing. It's got a, basically uh, an alarm we have to punch a code in to get into the building. And, yeah, by all requirements, we're going to have to have a massive amount of security stored for, you know, I have to look at my paperwork, stored for up to 40 days, I believe. And so, yes, the security system will be upgraded dramatically. And if... The you know if we can't incorporate it with the existing one, then we'll you know we'll go with have to make it work essentially. And is that something you guys are planning on doing yourselves, or do you are you planning on bringing in a vendor to do that for you? Oh yeah, we'll probably have to hire someone out for the security system. Mindy, okay. uh, can you discuss your plans for loading and offloading? Um, what sort of um, amount of traffic you think that will generate and also um, what the, the loads and offloads will essentially look like or large loads or small loads I'd say I don't picture anything more than a pickup you know, pickup bed essentially um, 
doing the, this is hydroponic, and so there's not massive amounts of soil and you know big bales of soil and whatnot. It's a hydrocone rock. We use about sixty percent less of that versus soil. So there there won't be any conflict with loading and unloading whatsoever. Unlike Frosty Farms, they represented everything very professional, did their thing. We knew what they were going to be doing, presented. They used the same amount of time to present more details. Frosty Farms did, did a better presentation, but it wasn't necessary. After leaving Frosty Farms, I thought it wasn't necessary. I'm glad I saw it. It's good. Um, Travis took it on the other side a little bit. He came in. I was a little worried for him at first. Uh, baseball hat. You're sitting in front of people that are going to... It's a quasi-judicial. I always heard when you go into court, you are supposed to be as professional as possible. Travis did not appear that way. I hope his business, business plan goes a lot better. He didn't seem to know what, what his choices were, what he was going to be... Um, he didn't know a lot of the regs. He, he'd know the regs. He just wasn't confident in the regs. On, um, so, to be fair, it must be hard sitting in front of that panel. Um, he slouched the whole time. Did Just kind of was like, who cares? And I can respect that side. I believe as people showing up, you could have almost smoked a joint sitting in that chair and um, told them to fuck off. And they still have to give you the permit. That's the tough thing. And I believe that's what um, Mr. Billingsley was pointing at. I just want to get to that in a second, but the first one is why, why this building? <laughs> How did you come to decide upon this building as opposed to something like Van Horn? <sighs> <laughs> due to the limited situation around here, there's not much zoning going on. And uh, I thought the building is about the size and about the... Actually, looking around, there isn't anything feasible for me and in this borough. You know, we got limited areas, and there, there really isn't much to choose from. Okay. Uh, do you know how the security compares... For the requirement, the, the security requirements compare for the retail store versus the row. The, the security requirements are coming from the state, right? Have you gotten to this stage where you're looking at the security requirements for the retail versus the row, and how do those yes. how do those compare? They're the same. The camera systems every everywhere has to have a camera. It has to be stored for a amount of time. You've got it in your packet there, I believe. Okay. It, it'll give you all the details on that. And they're actually the same. Same yes, and they have to be, you know, secured, separated by uh, state regulations. Yes, right. so the public cannot access the cultivation without a security card <coughs> to go between the concrete <laughs> walls. You know what I mean? There's a door there between the walls. Between the two buildings, there's a door. They go through. They have to have their security. Clearance, essentially. So public cannot access the cultivation. Sorry, I'm about wore down. Man. So, uh, how about order? What, what's 
Oh, you looked into the yeah. Ventilation we went over that with the carbon activated filters. I think that's in your packet too. It's and you've already researched what you're going to do on oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's in your in the. I just kind of think it's good to uh, have you talk about it on the record. Oh right, right, sure. Um, but yeah, those carbon activated filters they they essentially get rid of any odor coming through them, and over time they will. Um, you know, you do have to change them depending on the situation. And that, of course, we will, you know, figure out as we go. And how about the lighting requirements? How's that going to affect us? The warehouse. I mean, what, is it the lighting on the outside of the building to keep it well lit? Or I don't. Yeah. Actually, I don't actually know how it applies. We're going to yeah. Due to security reasons, we have to have lighting, you know, to light up the area so everyone can see, and uh, it'll be up high enough to where it won't affect you know neighbors as much as possible. So, question: What's the time frame for ramping up this project? Well, remember, I figure out <laughs> when I got all my bases covered. I guess I got to get this squared up before I can really make a plan. Essentially, if I don't have this go through, start from square one. But I'm looking, you know, to hopefully meet, uh, be done by September at least for the cultivation. Well, actually, July 20th, I think, is the time. And that's what I'm looking to hopefully be able to cultivate. So start cultivation in July 20th? Yeah, whenever it's legal. <laughs> yes. So have all your permits in place. <coughs> I hope so, yes. And then you're going to that. I'll have to apply for the, uh, you know, the licenses, of course. And I wasn't going to apply for those if I don't have, you know, zoning, what's the point? So this is your very first stop? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be pointless to try to do anything if I don't have the zoning permits. <laughs> so, uh... Also, this is going to allow you to grow year-round, year right? So yes, sir. Indoor? Yep. Yeah. How many people is that are going to be working the grow? Up to three. And it's going to be on both floors? Yes. The flowering room will be downstairs, and the vegetative clones and mothers uh, will be upstairs. Pretty much all of the square feet will be committed. Is it multiple layers? Three layers of hydroponics in a room, or is it just one layer? One layer, yeah. yeah. Most of the square footage is going to be dedicated to grow. Yes, sir. Can I ask one more question? Yes. Please. Okay. Um, so this is a hydroponic mm-hmm. farm, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, and sorry, I don't know a lot about it, but it's mostly water. Uh, yeah, yeah, mostly water, but uh, it's an inert media, uh, a, a lava rock, they call it. And also, like say, I am, you know, currently, you know, going through this and still working on getting all the details for all of that. Also looking at a cocoa fiber as well. Uh, but between the two, yeah, most of it's water, though. Yeah, it's just still okay. with water. So is there appropriate watering and draining? Is there adequate water and drainage in, in the building? Yes. So... It, it's. Are you going to? Oh, I digress. Thanks. Thank you. Sounds like she wants to learn more about the process. A lot more cases before us. As long as we're on that, I mean, you say there's a lot, but but what you have is the, the city sewer system, and you can't discharge into the city sewer system, right? If it's diluted to uh, EPA standards, yes. Okay. He 
he voted against it. He felt it was just the wrong place for the cultivation side. He feels like his hand's tied, and as a condition to use permit, you have to decide over health, safety, and welfare. That is a big area, welfare. You can include a lot of things into that. I... Honey, I think uh, the dankery is starting to hit me pretty good. That's one thing I think. So I'm keep on trying to stay focused. At least it's not numbers. Um. So as Travis Frazier gets up there, he he presents nothing. He he wants questions. I know he answers about alarms. Um. They wanted to know if the alarms are going to ring out through downtown. Uh, South Cushman, um, he explained that he would be notified and um, they would take pictures of what was inside, but there wouldn't. he didn't anticipate um, alarms going off. Once again, the alarm goes off, will it just be contained in the building or will the whole neighborhood hear it? Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how I'm going. At this point, I know I'm going to have a security system that will alert me and send me a photo of whatever's going on there. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see actually having a big alarm go off. No. Um, he asked about um, if he had practiced, if he was um, good at his craft, so to say. And it was a very interesting exchange between Mr. Billingsley and Mr. Frazier. I said, "Do you have experience?" Mr. Billingsley asks him. Well, I'll I'll definitely put this part in. So let's just hear that now. Question: first. Do you or anyone in your group have experience with a large scale grow like this? No. No. No, man, it'd be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even our last year, it'd be illegal. I think it's only we would grow six. In yeah, I mean, maybe you did from Colorado. No, no, sir. <clears throat> All right. Interesting. Funny, huh? Um, I think one of the big things to take away from this meeting was the outreach with community. People asked uh, the planning commission, have you talked to the community? Uh, Mr. Frazier just responded by saying, well, that's what this is about. I believe he could have got to the same place and people would be a lot more receptive of him if he would have went and talked to the neighbors prior to that meeting. And have you done any outreach with the community of the, the neighboring owners, landowners, homeowners? Well, I guess when we sent them, that's what uh, I went to this for. <laughs> we could get it all out in the open. And actually, since I'm you know, looking at this building, I've been there <laughs> at least once a week, I'd say. So are you familiar with um, the goings-on of the neighborhood and individuals in the neighborhood or, I mean, there's concerns in the neighborhood. <coughs> are, are you familiar with concerns in the neighborhood at all? Uh, just what has been cited in the report, I suppose. Thank you. Yes. Okay, and so right now as it stands, if you're around that building, there is a lot of... Um, <laughs> There's a lot of people hanging out right there because there is no business, you know. 
And every time I pull up in there, there's someone with a beer can sitting on the, the porch, essentially. And I find it hard to believe that that particular situation, you know, with me moving in there and actually getting rid of this, you know, <laughs> of the people wandering around there, I find it hard to believe that that would uh, affect her or that area in any way. As well as, I, I, you know, I think the real issue is, you know, there's liquor stores on, you know, either side of Cushman. And obviously that is affecting that area more than this will in any way. That the more things like this get stuck in that neighborhood, all the stone is putting it farther down. Okay, and it's really, there's a, within a thousand feet of this thing, you have all the housing within Noble Street, all the way between Rich to the airport road, to Turner Street, where those ladies live, you have a lot of houses. A lot of houses. You think people will walk to this? I, I have, I call the police constantly on boomboxes. You think boomboxes have anything to do with maybe drugs? I think some, some relationship. You know, they're going down the street all the time. It, it affects the neighborhood. Seriously, and health, safety, and welfare. I just feel like kind of like everybody else. It is a neighborhood. I raised my daughter in that neighborhood, and then I moved out of town. Um, but I still own a property there. And it, there are a lot of children still in the area. And the first, the, the other place that they've been talking about has been a detriment to the community. Um, I've seen it every day when I go home from work. There's people drunk everywhere. And I just feel like there are other areas in town that the marijuana could be grown and cultivated and sold. I don't think it needs to be right downtown. Yeah, if she's trying to clean up Cushman, uh, I feel the same way. But there's, is there anything I can do to help when I finally get the facility going? I suppose. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. That can be answered. Yes, yes, again, if, if you would like to answer his question or uh, uh, maybe contact him later with your ideas. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're all in the same boat. We have like a normal family neighborhoods where, you know, we don't have to worry about seeing kids, you know, being subjected to drunks. And it's about drunks? It it's about kind of the whole scenario of. <laughs> I agree. No, like Mr. Alder was saying, you know, you kind of put drugs and we we see drugs dealt in our neighborhoods all all year long. I mean, I and that's what we're trying to get rid of. Yeah, it sounds like you have a desire to work with other people and with the residents. Yeah, yeah, I think you know these people are right. You know, they've got legitimate concern, but it's about housing first, not this. And now we've got. You know, I mean, just for this meeting, we've come up with three people in this area that will actually own almost that whole problem. <laughs> and so, yes, I would like to get with them, and I've mentioned it on the record, to be able to try to get rid of that. I mean, it would help all of us. I don't, you know, I, I don't benefit from what's going on there, you know. And we'll be improving the property and security in the area. We know we need that. Obviously, get rid of the loitering. And, you know, there's no consumption on property, no loitering, so we're eliminating in that particular area a lot of these concerns that these people have. 
And at this point, we've come to realize that there's three property owners in that area that want to clean this up. And now with me in the middle of it, we might have an opportunity to do that. I believe that's what we're going to have to do is good sense. Uh, you think even though they have to take you, it doesn't matter. It's good to have, it's good to be good neighbors in anything. It's good to know your neighbors. If they like you, they're going to protect you and speak up for you. We have to be positive ambassadors. That's the key. We do not want to force it on people. A lot of comments from the public about, we just don't want it forced down our throat. We understand it's legal, but we don't want it in our neighborhood. Kept coming up over and over again. Don't want it in our neighborhood. Case. So between drugs and alcohol, which both of these facilities are going to provide, there must be something to do. There must be a problem. And so we may have legalized it. We have legalized it. That doesn't mean you have to shove it down a community's throat. Some of this stuff needs to be out. If this is going to be called a warehouse, this can be in a warehouse. Uh, Van Horn, any a warehouse, a facility, warehouse. Let people drive. put it up in Bentley Mall if you want, where people leave and shop and then depart. Nobody lives there. Put it somewhere else. It has to, but don't put. You want it in your neighborhood? Put it in your neighborhood. I don't want it in my neighborhood. Because I, I already see what First Housing has done. I don't want it to extend farther. It used to be a nice neighborhood. I can't. Get, apparently, I can't get rid of that housing project. I don't want something else. We've been, she's been there 60 years. I've been there 32 years. I mean, what do you, I've had, I've had a police tell me move. I said, I'm not moving. Um, and that housing first, they kept on the people that kept coming in, kept talking about drunks, um, walk, cleaning up bottles, had nothing to do with cannabis industry. I do believe by putting the cannabis industry in there, all the lights, it's going to keep people away. They're not going to be able to sit on that porch anymore. That is valid. A place where they used to go, they will go somewhere else, but they will not go in that place anymore. So Travis has a very good point about that. Yeah, I'm just wondering if this is about alcohol and housing first, and if so, what would be a better alternative? A place with security and no loitering and a right to refuse anyone. I see that. I, I, no, they don't loiter around the place. They loiter all around the rest of the neighborhood. They leave that facility. But this, this facility is going to lead to a retail. I think the retail has already been approved. And it's going what, to be there. Thank, right? thank you for that's bringing correct. that up. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. This is, that's the first time. Well, how does that get approved? That's the first time in a Frazier has already administrative approval to open a marijuana dispensary. How did that get approved? I'll, I'll have the staff answer that. Mr. Chair, I'm sorry if I may. We're here on a conditional use for a cultivation facility, and the retail store is not at issue tonight. When we had uh, testimony coming in, the first testimony was from Janice Coleman, and you couldn't even you couldn't even hear. Her. It was hard. She wanted to talk about a problem with a legal um, medical cannabis spot there on South Cushman, and no one knew what she was talking about. I. We, I assumed it was Mr. Rock and Roll and then it was someone else, but they were selling spice. Spice is not cannabis. Um, I've never spi smoked spice. Um, I don't know anyone who has. But when I was in there, I went into Mr. Rock and Roll one time to get a pipe. I had broke mine. Eh, broken pipes. 
go and get a new one. And as I'm standing there, there was an assembly line of people coming through buying that spice. And they were not, I don't know, stereotypical. I'd hate to even say that. It was, they did not look kind to people. Um, the people that are smoking spice are not smoking cannabis. They may smoke both, but, um, it's a, from what I understand, it is a different high, not the same thing. So what was going on? She kept on quoting that there was a, a legal a medical marijuana place there. Untrue. Spice was there. It was not cannabis. Um, there were people that complained about the rule change. They were outside of the 500 foot limit. And since last time they have changed this 500 foot, um, how did they call it? um interested person uh, they changed it to just being 500 feet if you were within 500 feet you were an interested person you you could prove easily that you had a say in what property goes in there um some people that were outside the 500 foot were trying to prove that they had um they were interested it completely they were trying to prove a point that didn't exist anymore the rules had changed to a thousand foot at this point. They were angry that they weren't included, but they just happened to fall in between a time period of policy, policy change. So now it's a thousand foot, which is a little concerning too, that now if conditional use permits, Frosty Farm got in under 500 feet. Every other, um, every other um, conditional use permit now is going to have to go through this thousand foot buffer. Mr. I might be able to help here. Um, yes. The recent code change that occurred um, changed the boundaries for the dear property owner letters and the interested person standard and expanded it between the time when community planning mailed out notices in this case and today. Okay. So if they're within that expanded. Okay. They um, went from 500 to 1,000 feet. Right. Okay. okay. I thought these were 1,000 feet <laughs> I'm a local surveyor, and I'm somewhat surprised that I did not receive a notice on this. We send out notices for simple lot line moves with a larger radius than this, and it affects two people. I received notices for simple replants farther away than this. I'm, speaking of these notices, I'm told that in the future that you will get notices if you're within a thousand feet of the, of the property under question. In your case, the rule was 500 feet, and they changed it in the last few weeks, and you got caught under the old rules. There's houses within 500 feet. Well, they, maybe they did receive. I'm 30 feet outside to 500 feet. Um, again, I don't want it in my neighborhood. I'm looking at my notes. Um, talking about alcohol, a large property owner showed up and he supported it. Large property owner down in South Cushman. Um, one, one thing that almost started swaying me was one of the hotel owners downtown and a restaurant owner. They were speaking. Um, they said, we're starting to come back. We're starting to do better down here in South Cushman. And then you're just going to reintroduce something negative again. An analogy might be is you take a sponge and you put so much water in it and you add another, try to add another cup of water to the sponge and what happens? 
you're seeing a very strong possibility of putting another controlled substance in something that's already saturated with controlled substances. And everybody's keenly aware of what's happened with It's not just booze, it's our whole society. But we're trying to bring in another controlled entity and saying, well, we already fixed the other controlled substances, so let's just go put another one on and break the camel's back. But the fact of the main fact is, is that in all truthfulness, if you had a business or you had a house, all right, and we know that we have a problem, and this is health and welfare and safety of not just businesses, not just homes, but people, we're people. And this is a very severe concern of why we wouldn't put that extra cup of water on the sponge that's already saturated. Viable, if it's legal, it's a viable business entity, that's good and healthy. But let's put it somewhere. There's other places not that do not have the same things that we have going on in that blockage area. And that's true testimony. Like I say, take your wife, tell your kids walk down there at nighttime, see if you feel good. The whole place is inundated with traffic hustlers on the back portion of Station Street there, right behind that building. It's not his fault, not my fault, not her fault, but we're trying to make do the best we can, giving facilities for people. We've been growing, Christians have been growing. We can't have our legs cut off underneath this, and the poor people that have housing living there has gone down the tubes for them because of controlled substances. Can it be whipped and handled and Cut off the legs, yeah, we could do that too, but it takes time. But time is not putting more entities on our shoulders and expecting us not to falter. That's whether you're in the home or in the business. I'll put it this way. That if I just try, I think I, I, I put it this way, that we are inundated with, with problems existing because of controlled substance. All right? Um, that's not your. That's not your problem. Well, it is your problem, kind of like because people talk. People are continually talking about it. All right. So I will say this: that if we, if we as businesses, right in your exact knocking the door at your door that you're thinking about going to, in which my restaurant and her hotel is four feet from your place, and mine is not much further than that, then and if we're not be able to control the flow of controlled substances, the the uh, the, the end result of controlled substances, as a result of controlled substances, then it makes us very leery, apprehensive that we can control a one more substance in that, being grown in that area, okay, for safety. And, <laughs> yes, I have no problem with that if it's done in the right vein, okay, in the right area, and we have plenty of areas in, in Fairbanks, but you're acting like we're applying against the of his business, or you folks want to get more money for the borough or whatnot. No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm misconstrued. No, actually, and I've done research, I think, and, and this is just what my thoughts are, I think the tax rate would be very low for the borough. I'm just saying it, it will add to the borough and, and to potential employers. But I'm just asking, do you see this as a solution. Yes, I believe the legalization of marijuana, which I've never taken right, of selling, growing, and whatever is fine if it's done in the right environment and the right place of business to be done business, okay? If you're being flooded, you don't ask for more water is what I'm trying to tell you. That's all. If that is true, if they are reintroducing something negative between two 
alcohol stores and housing first, the crime there on South Cushman. Um, if it is true, if we accept the fact that you're putting a negative thing into already negative setting, then yes. I think the quote was being flooded. You don't ask for more water. Now, if you go to the side of where true dank is going to be a positive influence on that area, there's no questions. You, you have to immediately turn it around. Um, maybe he can be that chamois for that, uh, uh, that sponge, put that chamois down, take some water out of there. Doesn't nest cannabis doesn't have to be a negative thing. It's just the way people are looking at it. People are looking at it as a negative thing. Uh, we had uh, Mystique Lockery. I've seen her at a lot of meetings. She she knows a lot about the regs. She's looking for investment too, by the way. If anyone um, needs investment partners, check her out. She knows the regs. She's got a business plan ready to go on apparently the other side of Fairbanks from where True Dank is going to be. Um, All right. I think that the great majority of the testimony I have heard tonight has its major concerns because of the alcohol facility that is nearby. And very often people are confusing the effects of alcohol and problems with alcoholics with marijuana and any other kind of drug. They're lumping them all in together. And that's done by most people. They see a problem with one kind of substance and they correlate it with another substance when that's not accurate. You are not going to see a person who has smoked a joint walk around and act like a drunk person. You're not going to see a drunk person walk around and act like somebody who just smoked a bowl. They do not have the same kind of effect on people. They do not create the same kind of reactions from people. The people that these people are having problems with are a specifically different caliber of people with a different caliber of problem. The drunk people walking up and down the streets, I see them all the time. I live right there. I am like two buildings down from the alcohol facility. And I have the alcohol store just down kitty corner from me. Um, I'm right in the center of it. So I know about the problems with the alcoholics. I know about the people wandering around and throwing their alcohol bottles. I go behind our house and just like two days ago, I went and picked up a whole grocery bag full of um, vodka bottles that people had thrown around behind my house. Um, there is a problem with that, no doubt. But that does not correspond with marijuana. Marijuana and alcohol are separate. And people just need to realize that the alcohol problems are not the marijuana problems. What you see with one facility is not what you are going to see with another. This business we're talking about right now is not the retail because the retail is permitted. That does not have a hearing because it's only it only takes a permit, period. That's all that is zoned for, is being permitted. This is about the grow because that needs to have a hearing according to the zoning it is that's for growing. Now, the growing facility is going to be secure. Nobody can go in, nobody can go out, public does not have access to it, it will not affect the public in any way whatsoever. The growing part of this business, which is what's before you tonight, does not affect the neighborhood at all. It has absolutely no effect. 
because there are only three workers driving to their job and going in their job and working and then leaving and going home. It does not affect the public because it is not in the public. It's not about the store or the retail or anything else because that is separate. But this marijuana grow that we're talking about right now has zero impact on the neighborhood. Nobody in a house, nobody in that hotel four feet behind it is going to have any effect. They can't see it. They can't smell it. They can't interact with it. Thank you. Your three minutes are up. Oh. Well, that went by fast. <laughs> okay. Questions of the commission to Ms. Lockery? Do you have an interest in this business at all, ma'am? I absolutely do. I will have my own retail store and grow also. Oh, where at? On the other side of town. I I actually looked nearby where he was, but I thought it was too close to the church because I didn't know the Korean church was closed. So I I looked in another area. So we'll see how that goes, see what she does there. Um... As it got down to the idea of them voting, it just didn't seem like the council wanted to vote for it. They, I don't know if they trust that Mr. Fraser is going to be a good steward or be, be a good ambassador. He is going to have to prove that for himself. And then, like we did last time, do you want me to remind the commission and those listening what can be considered yes. in this hearing? Okay. Yes. Uh, I just want to take a moment to remind everybody who's listening what the Planning Commission can consider in making its decision for a conditional use permit. Um, the factors that the Planning Commission is, is able to rely on are whether or not the proposed conditional use conforms to the intent and purpose of this title or and of other ordinances and state statutes, whether or not there are adequate existing sewage capacities, transportation facilities, energy and water supplies, and other public services to serve the proposed conditional use, and whether or not the proposed conditional use will protect the public health, safety, and welfare. Uh, the Planning Commission cannot rest its decision solely on um, neighborhood disliking the conditional use, but needs to be based on those considerations. I move to approve the conditional use permit for an indoor large commercial marijuana cultivation facility <coughs> on the east half of Lot 8, Block 5, Rickert subdivision with six conditions and adopting the staff report and the three findings of that in support of the approval. I'll second that. So as, as someone who um, recommended that we, for the motion, uh, the reason why is... It doesn't matter what our personal thoughts or feelings are. We, we have an obligation based on facts. And the facts that are presented up on the screen are met. And so that is why I have made the proposal. Right, thank you. John, did you have a comment? Yes, I just wanted to speak to the fact that the purpose of the state statutes and the conditional uses are to ensure that facilities of this nature, which are now legal in the state of Alaska, do adhere to at least a minimum standard, but it's a very high standard uh, compared to similar facilities um, that do ensure both the security of the facilities and in turn the security of the neighborhoods and places around them. Um, 
not only by restricting who can come in and out, but by ensuring that they're well-known to be secure facilities. And uh, I believe that this is a legal facility, and I believe that the requirements, both through state statute and the conditions put under the use of this permit, will uh, ensure that in order to stay operational, it must adhere to this high standard of adequate facilities to maintain both security of its materials and security of its building. And I intend to vote yes and allow this uh, facility to continue. Thank you. Anyone else would like to say money? So um, I, throughout the process, was back and forth quite a bit on whether or not I was behind this or not. And it wasn't until I really thought about the the health, safety, and welfare aspect of it, um, given the fact that the retail facility already has a permit to allow the cultivation here, to me, does seem like an improvement in the situation um, with regard to public health, safety, and welfare, because now you're not going to be transporting truckloads of material in to be sold and um, it will be contained. I mean, it just seems like less traffic, less disruption to the neighborhood, less chances for product to be stolen or misplaced or misdirected. Um, so in the end, I do think that this is protecting public health, safety, and welfare to allow the cultivation at the same facility. So I'm going to vote for it. Thank you. Mark. So Wendy seems to say things succinctly, and I don't think I'm going to be able to, but I, I'm a little, I was really back and forth throughout the whole process, and I, I still think it's a pretty close call, and has nothing to do with housing first, which I think that really was sidetracking us for a long time. Uh, I think that we're setting a precedent for these cases that are going to continue to come before us. If, for example, somebody wanted to set up a grow in over in a rural neighborhood, I think that, that sounds like a really good place for it. Uh, here we're talking about in downtown South Cushman, and there are there's a it's much more urban, a lot of houses nearby and small businesses nearby. Um, I, I, I'm conflicted because if we're going to allow a, a retail outlet, then why shouldn't we also allow the grow? But I think I can separate those two and just look at the grow alone. But it does seem conflicting to say, no, don't allow the grow, but do allow this retail outlet, because the retail outlet's the one that's really going to cause the problems. Um, still, I think that it's going to, it adds a little bit of, there's additional risk to the neighborhood. Um, there's going to be more marijuana that can be stolen. I know that there's going to be security requirements. Um, you know, I, I just don't know that it's the right place for a marijuana grow. Um, and it's in our discretion. This is why we set it up as a conditional use. Uh, they, the neighborhood certainly identified a bunch of safety risks, house break-ins and drinking and loitering and drugs and drug dealing. Um, so at this point, I think I'm going to actually vote against it. I think it's a pretty close call, though. Anyone else like to... Maybe? So, if, um, when, we're, when we're talking about putting a marijuana 
growing facility in Cushman, it obviously raises some red flags because Cushman is probably one of the toughest areas in our community. And I've personally seen an, an increase. Um, I've, I've, I've seen it improve in the last couple of years. Um, we've, we've widened the streets. Um, we've tried to start to clean up the buildings. Um, and there certainly is problems there. Um, but this is zoned for business. And I think if we want to um, continue to improve that community, we should continue to allow businesses to come in who want to help improve that community. And I think that that's a really big responsibility, whether you're selling marijuana or you're selling German food. You know, um, That's something that you as a business owner have to include in your business plan. Um, for me, the impact of the community is more about how you as a business owner are going to um, conduct your business um, than really what you're selling. And I think it would, it, 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 it is a good idea to, to work with your community and, and address the issues that um, are there. Um, I definitely pause to think about them adding any more challenges into Cushman. Um, just because it is such a high crime area, it's densely populated, and there's vagrants, there's loitering, there's littering. Um, but it, but again, um, you know, I think that that's also an opportunity. And uh, based on what you, what the applicant said today, I think that we have a business owner who is willing to work with that um, and, and be that sort of. Um, catalyst for community, if, if you will. So I hope that that's true, and uh, based on that information today, um, I'll be a yes vote. Thank you. Mark? Sorry, if I could say one more thing. Um, actually, I think that this is the right location for retail, and I even support it in the downtown area, though I know we ended up blocking out a lot of that because of the sense of uses, but um, I think that down in the city is the right place for retail because people want to go buy it, but I don't think it's the right place for a grow. I think that a grow can easily occur farther out. It's the transportation issues, definitely, but uh, where there's increased risk for that, there's even more increased risk to <coughs> grow it in downtown. So I think that the grow can and should occur a little farther out. I know it's within the zoning to allow it. That's conditionally used. That's for us to decide, but I think that retail should happen where the people are, but the grows just shouldn't. I can understand where everybody's coming from. I think it's a close call. I agree. I'll put in my two cents worth, and uh, uh, my first thought was uh, on the retail aspect is that uh, uh, separating out the marijuana from the alcohol problems, uh, uh, you just have to do it. You can't combine everything into one big problem. Uh, if we do nothing, uh, I don't see anything changing for the good of Cushman Street. Uh, if we have 
this gentleman's uh, business there, I can see uh, he, he'll have a property interest that he'll uh, want to take care of and improve things and work with other people in the area. I, I tend to vote for it. Uh, having said that, anyone else? Uh, so we have a motion before us, and uh, time to vote. Tommy, right. you want to call the roll? Mr. Benson? No. Mr. Manning? Yes. Mr. Pearl? Yes. Ms. Pressler? Yes. Mr. Whitaker? Yes. Mr. Peterson? No. Ms. O'Neill? Yes. Ms. Thayer? Yes. Mr. Gwynn? Yes. Seven in favor and two opposed. All right, and uh, at this point I will advise you that uh, uh, there's a 15-day appeal period working here, so just be aware of that. I trust that being involved in the cannabis business, he is a good person. We will see how things go. Good luck to him in the future. I say congratulations to him and his family, 7-2. Very interesting arguments, both back and forth. Um, we shall see. Episodes on SoundCloud at Farm